みなさん、こんにちは。あけましておめでとうございます。Happy New Year from Simachan and I to you.、Oh, welcome to the Board Game Dojo for those of you who this might be your first episode. And an extra special thank you and welcome back to the dojo for those of you who joined us last year. 2023 was our first full year as the Board Game Dojo and you made it a special one. We covered some great games, met some fun people, and we hope that 2024 is even better. And in fact, that is the topic of today's episode. Hope. What are our goals for 2024? Now, if you listened to our episode last week, we had some contributors tell us their hot takes and the things that they wanted to get off their chest in 2023 so we could start 2024 off with a clean slate. And now today we have even more contributors. Who are going to talk about their goals and hopes for 2024? Start New Year's off on a positive way. We'll also share with you our personal and professional goals and hopes as the Board Game Dojo. Both Sumachan and I both have a personal goal to share with you today, as well as a professional one with the Board Game Dojo. Like last week's cleanse episode, it would be rude of me to ask other people to talk about their things and not get the ball rolling. So I'll start off with my own personal goal, which, according to YouTube analytics, would be a bad idea of me based on how many views these kinds of videos get. But my goal for 2024 is to play and discover more games from unknown designers and unknown publishers. The first reason this is important to me is just because I think it is so much fun to discover a diamond in the rough. You can discover games that are popular in Japan, but not internationally, like Ito. Or you find a game that maybe only sold a couple times at Tokyo Game Market and that's it, but is extremely fun, something like Lamb Dice. Both of those games are games that we covered on our channel. Finding these kind of diamonds in the rough, these games that nobody knows about yet, is really fun. But the other reason that I want to do this is because I really think. That the ability and the ease, the low barrier to entry to self publish, to get your game out there, is one of the things that makes the Asian board game market scene so distinct and interesting. You go to the Tokyo game market and you find these publishers in which some of them had the budget for marketing and some of them maybe only had the budget to go to the craft store and get a poster board and do some pictures of their game and kind of glue them onto a board. You have some game publishers that could afford to put their game in a box and you have other game publishers that got the really cheap plan for the game market that we talked about in a previous episode in which they can only sell their games in tiny plastic baggies. This variety of games. In the fact that these people spent the time to build their kind of passion game makes me want to give them the time to check out their game, see what interesting things they've come up with. Even if the game themselves isn't very good, I am willing to put up with some of those, even lots of those, to find some of these great diamonds in the rough. And who knows, maybe 2024 is going to be the year in which lots of people will discover these new designers, and maybe some new designers can get their games published. Hi, this is Jake Friedman from Decision Space. And on a personal note, one thing I'm hopeful for in 2024 is that it will be the year that I get my first game design signed by a publisher. At the end of last year, I started jumping into game design with both feet and starting to see. 
some of that effort bear fruit in fun, playable prototypes. So I'm hoping I can take that to the next level in 2024. And I want to encourage all of you listening to give it a shot yourself. I've always thought one of the coolest things about our hobby is how easy it is to step from player to designer. There's a low barrier of entry. You don't have to learn computer programming. You don't have to fiddle with any complex machinery. It's as simple as drafting out your ideas on paper and chopping it up and you've got a prototype in front of you. So I wanna encourage all of you to take the plunge with me and let's make 2024 the year of the new designer together. Hello everyone, Derek again with Tricky from the Dads on a Map podcast. And my hope for 2024 is that we continue to see publishers reach out to more Japanese uh, publishers and designers to get them to have their games brought over to the U.S. and around the world so they get more recognition for the great stuff they're putting out there. Thanks all. You're listening to Ryan and Patrick from Trick Talkers. Hello. Hello, Ryan. So we are talking about things that we are looking forward to in 2024. My thing that I'm looking forward to for 2024 is a game that is called Funky Fruit, but will be renamed to Grunling's Fantastic Fruits with artwork by Joanna Forster, designed by myself and a guy called Stephen McLaughlin. Now, Funky Fruit, Ryan, has been through a strange journey. This game originally was designed because my friend was on a beach drinking out of a weird cocktail, and we were kind of like, oh, let's make a game, set collection game with, with fruits in it. Now, in Patrick fashion, you probably would believe it, Ryan, when I told you that all the cards had weird fruit puns on them. There are so many puns. So I think the grape had nothing to whine about. The, the mango said, where did that man go? Just for some perspective. Solid, solid so, gold. And it was quite difficult to think of these puns. But the game isn't, of course, we've moved away from that because we launched on Kickstarter I think the artwork was pretty lackluster. That's the artwork that's not done by Joanna. We used random freelancers and we didn't really know what we were doing. But more to the point, we didn't really know how to do a Kickstarter. And we see them all the time, don't we, the board games or card games. We got someone involved who'd done a Kickstarter before, didn't work out. The graphic design we submitted to some board game youtube reviewers so there is some stuff on there they said well hey we couldn't even set this game up and you don't know what you're doing graphic design wise but i'm pleased to tell you we did have some good feedback on the game some people really enjoyed it who'd taken the time to oversee the sort of look past the artwork and we teamed up with joanna who does his super cute fruits artwork styles that we really think fit well for the game. So we've pretty much spent like three years, nearly four years, redesigning the game in terms of streamlining it, rules, point system, does it feel fun? And we think we've got to a good place, Ryan. So I'm pleased to tell you that this game is hopefully coming in 2024. And the dream of mine is to launch it and, of course, successfully fund on kickstarter without the awkward fruit puns 
just to explain what the game actually is, like I say, it's set collection. There's some take that cards, but the take that doesn't really feel very harsh because at the heart of the game, trying to get the most points, you've got an element of bluffing, an element of memory, and just trying to know what cards you can keep in your hand and get rid of makes it super interesting and super tight. Of course, I've got to say that I, I'm a co-designer of the game, but no doubt we will enable people to try the game out when we come to relaunch on Kickstarter. Yeah, the art is absolutely beautiful. Joanna did a fantastic job. I just, I love her, the the Grunlings, the little fruit monsters. Fruit monsters, yeah. Yeah, I actually bought a keychain and a magnet of the banana from her, I believe her Etsy store or maybe her store directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sells some of the artwork on her store. Uh, not sure if she's on Etsy, but she certainly has a shop and people, uh, she gets customers that way with her cutesy little merch. Yeah, recommend checking her out if you are into it. We can, I guess, provide Eric a link, get it in the show notes here, hopefully, so you can look at it and maybe order some of the things yourself. But Mm, potentially, you'll see that art more on the Grunlings game from the game designed by Patrick that has no more puns on it, which is great. No more puns. (laughs) They're actually facts. They're weird. They're not weird. They're facts about fruit that are actually educational and quite interesting, Ryan. So... We've taken a more dynamic, more logical approach of, oh, actually, somebody could learn something cool about a piece of fruit and enjoy the artwork, not sit there and listen to one of my puns, which no doubt many people do on a day-to-day <laughs> basis, but it's a different audience, right? That's Of course. No, I'm, I'm very excited for you, though. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. And like you said, however many years you've had now to sort of hone in on, make those changes, listen to feedback, and get hopefully you're doing it on kickstarter again correct i think so and and just to be clear this is a family card game would also work well with with gamers of course and non-gamers so it's quite light-hearted whimsical and and, and fun the irony of course is it's not a trick-taking game and we obviously do a lot of trick-taking stuff but this probably i think when i designed this originally ryan I was probably vibing with Skull King and the old school stuff at the start of my trick-taking journey. So it's interesting to see this game evolve as my tastes have evolved and as I've delved deeper into the genre. I'm sure that's the thing, right? With being a board game, a card game, a trick-taker, your tastes just seem to evolve. They're, they're never the same, aren't they? Yeah, very quick changes, I'm sure. And I know with your game, the art could create its own universe. So it's quite possible you might have a trick-taking game that uses the similar art style. Oh, uh, now you give me some ideas. Yeah. You see, Ryan, this is interesting. This is go. a productive 2024 hopeful list. And I think it's now it's become ex- exponentially more worthwhile. Yeah, it gives you something additional yeah. to look for you weren't even prepared to look for. There we go. It caught me off guard, but I like it. There you go. About you. The thing I am most excited or hopeful for a way for me to play more games that i own <laughs> potentially i like it i am looking forward to going to more conventions next Fine. year i go to origins which is in columbus ohio already my wife who has her own store polia design has a booth there she's in the artist alley area selling pins magnets keychains t-shirts 
you name it. If you can slap one of her designs on it, she's probably got it. Uh, another wonderful artist, Ryan. We talked about Joanna, but I think it's, I'm glad you've brought that up because she's obviously got some fantastic designs as well that I know some of them are very popular in the community. Yeah, of course, I'm a little biased saying that they're very good. You've got to be. Yeah. But I'm an independent outsider, kind of. It works a little bit better when you say it. Yeah. No, she oh, yeah. Ha- yeah, she has really great stuff. The Obviously, the trick-taking pin that she made is really big in the trick-taking community. But there's plenty of other board game and non-game, uh, non-board game designs that she's done. She does a lot of book-related things. She's huge into romance books. So there's things like that. She oh, actually, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, she actually has a new Kickstarter that she is doing in 2024 that's going to be a romance set of pins like it nice so with all of that though we go to the origins convention because we live in pittsburgh so it's a really quick drive for us i mean only like three hours but relatively close speaking of other conventions we went to pax unplugged back in 2019 and i loved it haven't been back since and haven't really been to any other conventions i guess you could say the pgc the portland game collective convention out in portland the past two years i've been to that's almost a small intimate get together than a convention i guess you could say you've been a bit unplugged since yeah insert drum roll effect (laughs) so yeah my plan is to try and go to bgg con go to pax unplugged again i don't really want to go to gen con that's just a little bit too big and crazy for my taste so what i'm looking for at a convention but i want to go and actually hang out with a lot of people that i've played games online with a lot of these trick-taking games and even the cube rails games that i've been really getting into online with people and getting a lot of the games that are unplayed played so i think that's really cool aspirational thing to do because like yourself I had only been to one main convention for board games up until this year. And I went to Handicon in the UK and that was quite a small, quite intimate setting. Really appreciated that extra time because it just, they do fly by anyway, right, Ryan? These, these cons, it's, you think, oh yeah, I'm going to get loads played. And then it's just over. A bit like an evening of board games. So I'd really appreciate as well. Like yourself, I know... Can't cheat in here having two things for 2024. That's greedy. Yeah, but you're cut off after go. your game. You're done. You, you, you're cutting me out, but I... You could show off your game at conventions, though. So that's almost a little twofold. You could, could tie in. I won't talk about the time I did that with... And then put sunglasses on a, on a pineapple and drew a face on a watermelon. But that aside, probably have a, a proper stand next time. Could be good. So yeah, that I think is what I'm most looking forward to. Of course, the the dream would be to go to a Tokyo game market in Japan. That is the dream. Uh, at this point, but I don't know if that's on the table for quite some time. It's a bit farther of a hike if I have to, to go all the way across the world. So if anybody would like to set up a Just Giving page for me and Ryan to go to <laughs> Tokyo Games Market next year, feel free, send us the link, we'll check it out and give you our seal of approval. Please do. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I mean, I feel like we've already said our hopefulness, excitedness thing that we're hopeful and excited for. We hope to hope for the future. And we are most hopeful, of course, collectively, just as an extra little bonus one for making some fantastic quality content on Trick Talkers. If anybody wants to check us out, please come over to the dark side and enjoy the content. Look at you plugging our own podcast. So clever. I love it. So plug it around podcast. Can't be done. Awesome.
Yeah, well, appreciate you listening to us and on to the next one. Yeah, conventions. That's a great one. I think I want to get to some more of those as well. It's really fun to try out new games and it's fun to meet new people like we did last year at Essen. And that actually brings us to the Board Game Dojo's professional hope and goal for 2024 to create more opportunities to interact with you. And not only that, but listen to the feedback and improve on the dojo based on what you want to see us do. Both of those things being equally important and things that we have already started to make changes to for 2024 to meet our goals. One of those things is to create more opportunities for not only you to talk with us, but to talk with other people. We know that there's a lot of people who might listen to the podcast, but not watch the YouTube or vice versa. And a lot of people have kind of similar questions. So we want to create a community so that everybody can interact with each other. So one thing we are going to do is create a discord for the community, the dojo to really talk amongst themselves and ask each other questions. Where are you finding the games that we cover on the channel? Hey, I'm going to Japan. What games do you recommend I get while I'm there? Where do you recommend I shop? It'll be a awesome opportunity for everybody to talk together. We are going to be launching it this week, and it might even be live by the time you're listening to this show. Once it is live, I will put it in the show description of this episode and every episode in the future. But there is a second half to that, and that is the listening to critiques and feedback so that we can improve on things. And one thing that we heard at the end of the year, I think it's recency bias, but we heard it a lot in December, is critiques about our coffee. And that is what we used for Patreon. And one of the things that we heard from people quite a bit is, why do you not have a Patreon? I don't want to make a new account on a different site to have automatic payments go out every month or anything like that. So, okay, we heard you. We made a Patreon. They're going to be the exact same thing in the future. You can just choose which one you want to do so you don't have to make a second account on another platform. I completely get that. But the second thing that was a little bit harder to hear was that people said, I went on your coffee and it just wasn't worth it for me to do. And it's like, okay, you know what? I totally get that. I'm a Patreon of a couple different podcasts and it is important to me to feel like I'm getting some kind of benefit of it. So over the holiday break, we completely changed the way our Patreon and coffee are done in the sense that we are now going to hopefully have rewards that are worth it for you. This includes not just quarterly, but monthly game choices to vote on that what games that are completely in Japanese do you want to hear us translate, teach in a video, in a podcast, and review for you? This could be an indie game. It could be a well-known game. Whatever you want, we will give you choices, and you get to decide on that every single month. The next thing is that based on the tier you're in, you will get a free game every year. Depending on the tier, it'll either be a free game from our channel or a free game at all. Like you can pick which one you want to do within reason. I'm not going to get you stamps from Oink. That's like $300 for that, but we'll talk about it. But the last thing is just these Patreon and coffee exclusive giveaways that we are going to put a minimum on. These giveaways will include packages that include at least $50 worth of games. So it's just a way of saying, hey, thank you for helping support us and get new games to cover for everybody. So hopefully that is something interesting. I don't mean this to be a commercial, although, you know, hey, if you want to join our Patreon and coffee, you still have time to get into the first Patreon exclusive giveaway, which will be Natsugogo, Boba Mahjong, and Hyena Hero wants to slack off with the expansion. As long as you are signed up for that by the end of January, you're entered into a chance to win that giveaway. 
But we just want to say like, hey, we are listening to you. We are hoping to get better at that, at interacting with you, giving you more chances to interact with us, with other people, and not just giving you the chance, but actually listening to you in feedback and quickly implementing those changes so that the dojo can be an even better place. So to sum up our goal for 2024, the Board Game Dojo promises more engagement. Hello, this is Ryan or Vod Pod from Intertextual Cardboard Experience. Uh, thanks to thanks again to Eric and the Board Game Dojo podcast uh, for this opportunity. A little New Year uh, hope, a New Year plan, just some New Year thoughts. And uh, well, if you listen to the the last episode about the end of the year, uh, kind of debrief or hot takes. I uh, had some thoughts there, and, and I was kind of thinking about uh, some of these ideas concurrently, and I hope they're not uh, too combined, um, but, you know, one of the things that was kind of like, you know, stuck on my mind um, as as an end-of-the-year reflection is just, you know, some of the things that I want to create, so that's definitely going to be, you know, a huge uh, hope. You know, I definitely want to keep uh, having some interviews, so just to talk about the podcast, it is primarily interview-based, which is uh, great. Get to have awesome guests to definitely carry uh, the work there for me, and just being able to be engaged with them and talk to them and get their insights and have a fun time has been awesome uh, the past oof, five uh, months maybe maybe a little bit more so it's definitely a newer podcast but if you haven't checked it out uh give it a listen i think you'll hear as i said some really uh, awesome guests just share uh, all sorts of their different experience and, and linking their board game experiences to other interests that they have so that's kind of uh the point there but that was uh, one of you know my main goals for for kind of a few years and i had this uh, little analogy in my head when I was doing some some wrapping with some uh, packaging uh, tape and uh, you get to the part where if you haven't used that tape in, in a little bit it it's all clear and you can't necessarily see where it starts and then you kind of have to pick it off from the the roll and that becomes you know tricky uh, <laughs> maybe not per super tricky but it it's one of those things and then you know you know rip it down the middle and then you got to start again so you know one of the things that i was thinking about in in having the idea of my podcast kick kick around for so long it was nice that i was able to uh, sit on some of these thoughts and and try to hone them and, and work on them and i'm happy that i did uh, absolutely no regrets with that process and where it's at now but there are definitely plenty of other things that I've probably uh, sidelined uh, for too long or, you know, put off, haven't thought about. And they're definitely in that in that being stuck uh, kind of state. So uh, nonetheless, my, my general goal is to, like, see how many different things I, I can be working on and, and not really let them, you know, close up on themselves and and keep thinking about them and and working on them and 
and everything like that. So I want want to keep going. I uh, want to keep trying different things, and then obviously, you know, probably just keep keep catching up on on gaming and all the other things that uh, interest me in board game adjacent uh, spaces, whether that's like you know listening to uh, particular type of music or reading books to enhance my my playing of a particular game you know that's all wrapped up in the different things that I want to get done so those are my hopes and I'm definitely looking forward uh, to working on all sorts of different stuff in the new year all right thank you Hey folks, we're the Beans and Dice podcast, a podcast about how we game. And on Thursday nights, we take your phone calls and talk to you about how you games on our live call-in show. I'm Carlos. I'm Rob. I'm Mike. And I'm Wayne. And tonight, uh, in this episode, we're bringing to you things that we're hoping for in 2024. And I think for me, uh, starting it off, uh, you know, with the last three, two or three years kind of craziness in the world uh, that happened and, and, and me, my personally, I have a, I have a young child. Uh, my ability to game has been sort of stagnated for years. And, and I think in 2023, I think I played more games and more different games than I had played in several years prior. So my hope for 2024 is to really continue that on. Uh, I, I have a ton of games on my shelf of opportunity. Uh, and I really just want to play as many games as possible with as many people as possible. Uh, because that sort of social interaction and getting to see and meet people really sort of energized me. And so I felt better about things in 2023. And I really hope 2024 continues on. And I'll turn it to the rest of the guys for their their hope, which is similar. Yeah. So this is one, Mike. Uh, my hope is that I get to more conventions this year. It's been a like like Wayne said, it's been a few crazy years in the past. And we're finally rolling around to things getting back to normal. And for me, it's been a while since I've been to a good gaming con and I've already got a number of them lined up for 2024. So uh, my hope is to continue that and to get back to Florida to uh, be with my friends down there, my old gaming group and get fit in a lot of games that way. Yeah, this is Rob, and uh, my big thing this year is going to be uh, game days. I had kind of taken over in our our Tampa area gaming group for the Beans and Dice group of of kind of setting up and helping run the game days. Uh, life kind of got in the way the second half of this year. The last five or six months, we just got busy with the uh, things that came up in in my life, Carlos's life, and so uh, we found our game days kind of waned off. In the last uh, few months, we we actually didn't even really have a game day until December. We finally picked it up for our holiday game day. But my big thing uh, is to to get back to to scheduling a regular game day that we can advertise we can get out there so that people uh, will be able to come out they'll be able to know what to expect and uh, trying to set up a, a regular location for it. we've been kind of moving around to different locations so that's gonna be my big press in the next uh, uh, coming year is to get these game days organized get more people out and, and really enjoy that interaction and, and my hope is Carlos my hope for 2024 is going to be to continue doing what we've been doing with this call-in show it's been three years now that since Rob and I started doing the call-in show and we're taking phone calls from you folks at home, building relationships with other gamers who are starting to feel like we know each other. So continuing, this is probably the longest stretch of anything I've ever done in my adult life yeah. consistently with this call-in show. So my hope is 2024 will continue the trend of every week, 9 p.m. Eastern, where we take your phone calls and talk to you about what you've been doing gaming-wise. So please join us. YouTube, Thursday nights, we are the Beans and Dice Podcast. 
Thank you so much. Have a great new year. Well, it sounds like a lot of podcasts have the wonderful goal of building on momentum from last year, trying new things, and keeping up interaction with both people that are familiar with the show and making new friends. And isn't that one of the most awesome things about the board game hobby that we are in are these things like we get a box off the shelf and we get out some cardboard or some cards or maybe both and we are able to have a great time with both people that we've known for years or people we are meeting for the very first time and it's these kind of games that bring us to Sumachan's personal goal for 2024 which is a type of game that she has found that she really enjoys a type of game that makes people laugh both when you're meeting them for the first time or somebody that you've known for years. Sumachan's 2024 goal is to explore party games more. She's been enjoying games like That's Not a Hat and Ito, these games that you can bring to a party of people that maybe some of them you know and some of them you don't, but everybody can have a good time. But it is also a type of game in which we can host people at our place and really strengthen bonds. And that last point is going to get us into the last segment of today's Hope Show. Because I think for as many people who are looking outward to conventions and to the board game hobby in general as their hope and goal, just as many people are looking inwards to their own board game table and to their own shelves. Whether that be getting the game group to that game table itself or deciding whether to reevaluate what gets to go on that shelf or maybe it's even playing some more of those games and seeing what stories have yet to be told. I'm Gina from A Nerd Storian's Guide to Modern Board Games and I'm back this episode with my gaming hopes for 2024. For those who caught my ramblings in the previous episode, you'll know that I've spent this past year in a contest where I wasn't allowed to buy any board games, and then of course I rambled on about the lessons I've learned from that experience. Well, after reflecting back, I was sure that I'd have some new revelation about what I wanted my next gaming year to look like, but, well, I don't. So, with no further ado, my hope for 2024 is that I will finish one of my six legacy slash campaign games that I've started. That's it. I have a shelf of partially played campaign games, most of which were started at least two years ago with various different groups of people, and we haven't managed to finish a single campaign. Not even close. So I just want to finish at least one. Not all of them. Not even half of them. Just one. Uh, anyone got any tips and tricks for that? Or is everyone who said that they finished a campaign game just lying? I've convinced myself it's the latter, just to help me feel better about my life choices. And with that, Happy New Year to everyone, and I wish you all lots and lots of gaming in whatever way brings you the most joy. Bye! Hi everybody, this is Sam from Board Game Duel. My hope for 2024 is to get my board gaming resolution done. I mean, my board gaming resolution from 2023, which was to play all the games on my shelf of shame. That didn't happen last year. Hopefully it will happen this year. Right? I can do this. Right? Anyway, as we say here, banani. Hey, board gamers and Eric, thank you for the invitation to join you on this 2024 
Hopes and Dreams episode. I don't know what you're going to call it, but I'm calling it Hopes and Dreams in board gaming. This is Eddie and Zotto, the host of Smashing Bricks, a retro gaming podcast, and I'm here to bring you my hopes for board gaming in 2024. I missed the 2023 cleanse episode because, well, 2023 wasn't a big board gaming year for me. There were not many realizations or pet peeves or anything like that regarding board gaming for me in 2023. So we'll stick to my hopes. Um, Mainly in 2024, I am looking forward to more in-person board gaming. I, like Eric mentioned in the previous episode, am more interested in board gaming in a social setting, and I do my video gaming more in a private solo setting. I don't really play solo board games. I don't really play multiplayer video games. So I'd like to get some more in-person gaming, especially now that we're getting ever further away from the pandemic and the long-term effects and ramifications of that. I'd like to get out there and get more games played. I'd like to get some of my games on my shelf played a little bit more as well. I do have a lot of games. I would like to play some of the ones that I either haven't played in a long time, or there are even a couple here that I have simply never played and I just acquired based on the hype or word of other board gamers. So I want to do that. I do want to do some culling. I want to do a lot of trading if necessary to get rid of some of the games that don't quite jive with me and get some more of the games that I've wanted to have in my board gaming library. I'm going to do some math trading. I used to run the Board Game Barrage podcast math trade for a time. And I will be participating in the BGG monthly math trade just about every month until I'm satisfied with my collection. And um, I'm even willing to make multi-game trades at this point where I'm giving two for one or three for one or whatever it is. If I want to get rid of some games I'm not going to play and I want to acquire some games that I don't really want to spend new money on. So that's great. I'm going to try to get this all streamlined, have a beautiful gaming experience in 2024 with my own games out at board game meetups and really kind of fall back into the hobby that I kind of fell out of during the last few years. Other hopes. Hmm. Hopes sort of on a larger scale related to the industry. I would love... I am hopeful that this thing that I'm about to say that is never going to happen will happen. I'd like to see fewer Kickstarters and specifically fewer Kickstarters by companies that have the means to otherwise produce games in a retail production process. I understand the value economically for producing a game where people pay for it before it exists. That's great for a company. I am not a company. I am a consumer. I am a player of games. I don't want to buy before I try most of the time. If anything, I want to try before I buy. So I'd like to see more games released in abundance to the retail market so that the things that I want are available and they're available 
at the costs that I expect that are not inflated, and I'm not expected to be the foundation of production for a company. I want the company to offer the product and let me decide later if I want to buy it. Indie developers, I understand. Fine, go for it, do it. But uh, I'd like to see a return to some more consumer-friendly and consumer-convenient board game production practices. And that's about it. That's 2024. I've got nothing huge other than that. Just play the games and, uh, and have fun. Hopefully everyone else is playing games and having fun. And if you don't know about my show, I invite you to look for it wherever you're listening to this one. That's Smashing Bricks, a retro gaming podcast where I play retro video games from 15 years ago or earlier. And I invite you all to come and listen and play along every month as we take a trip down memory lane. So check that out and have tons of fun playing all your board games and perhaps some retro video games and have a happy new year. Yo, my peoples, what's up? Jason here with the One Stop Co-op Shop and Shelf Stories. Thank you so much to Eric for inviting me back on. We did crossover episodes at our mutual shows earlier in the year. It is great to be back for a little spot reflecting on 2023, looking forward to 2024. So if I look back on this year, for me personally as a gamer, this was the year where I called and sold more games than I brought in, either being buying or trading, etc. So I've been collecting for a number of years. Now, I think I'm going close to 10. <laughs> you want to think about that. Uh, very much, you know, building a collection, building a collection, selling, but bringing in more. This year, I really tried to focus on the joy. So games that I play, games that give me pleasure uh, so I can play them anytime. I also have a quote-unquote shelf of opportunity. Uh, people call it a shelf of shame. I'm not into shame if people know me. Uh, I like when games uh, are on my shelf and they have the potential uh, for giving me joy. So I focus on those categories. And if I had other games in my uh, collection, I said, you know what? Um, I can kind of reduce down and really focus on just the products that give me joy. So looking forward in 2024, I think I'm going to carry that forward. Uh, it's going to be a lot more of a focus on quality uh, over quantity. I do weekly playthroughs in the one-stop co-op shop, so I'm not going to stop playing games. But I think I'm going to be uh, quicker on the trigger and sort of like, you know what, let's move this along. Let people know uh, what the game is all about. And as a reviewer, I try to find that audience. Game may not be for me, but it may be for you. And hopefully in my content, I focus on uh, finding that right target. Every game uh, has a gamer. I truly believe that. So to the Board Game Dojo audience, uh, once again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, best of luck to everybody involved in this podcast. And that's the important thing, right? Is that whether we love a game or we dislike a game, we hope that we are giving you enough information for you to know whether a game is worth it for you or not. We have no idea what 2024 will bring, but we hope that it brings you happiness and that you can fulfill your goals. Whether that be something like mine where you're going to find some new unknown designers and you hope that worldwide people get to know some new names. Or you are somebody who wants to get to conventions and meet new people and engage with more people and interact with more people in the community. Or you're somebody who is looking inward at your own shelf of opportunities, your own game table to maybe get more people to your gaming table and find out what new memories there are to make on it. We hope that you have a fantastic 2024. We will see you the next episode. 
One more time, Akemaste Omedito Gozaimas. Happy New Year to everybody. Until next time, Jane. 